blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than SwiftCast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 130 of SwiftCast. This is Nate, Ashley, Steph, Adam, and Ashley. So, Ashley, uh, I hear you have some news. I hear you had an especially fun weekend. Do you want to tell us all about it? So, on Friday, very last minute, I got the chance to go see our friend Andy Grammer perform here in Chicago. Andy! He was playing at a benefit here in the city, and I was able to go, and he did a short set, only like seven or eight songs, but it was awesome. I've seen him before, but I feel like every time I see him, he gets better, and his set was just so high energy. It was really, really enjoyable. I think everyone at the event really loved him, and I got the chance to meet him after the set, and he was just as cool as when we talked to him on the show, so it was just a great experience. If you haven't listened to that episode, it was right before we did episode 123 back in September, and he was really awesome to talk to just on SwiftCast, so how cool was it to talk to him in person? It was very cool. He kind of like Taylor, is just very approachable, very easy to talk to, treats you like a friend, and it was just great. What you see on stage with him is exactly what you get when you meet him in person. I'm so glad. That speaks like to Taylor's character, too. She picks artists who are also like her, just very genuine. What was your favorite song of the night? I loved every song. He played mostly a lot of his biggest hits and newer stuff so that people would know it. But it was the first time I'd ever seen live his new single, which is called Good to Be Alive, that I know he talked about when we had him on. And it was a very good performance. I really enjoyed it a lot. That song's been getting a lot of airplay recently. I keep hearing it. I think it will be another big song for him. And when we talked to him on SwiftCast, it was right when he was about to start Dancing with the Stars. And unfortunately, he was just eliminated, but he went pretty far and you can see watching him on stage now how much of the dancing he picked up and still remembers because he really was just using the entire stage and dancing a lot. And in the past when I saw him, he would usually more stay with his instruments, but he was really just very entertaining and the whole set was great. Well, yeah, it sounds like seriously you had like an incredible time this weekend. I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine just being able to go backstage and hang out with Andy Grammer for a little while. Well, on a similar note, too, now, Ashley, both you and Adam got to meet two other people as well, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right? Yeah, on Saturday night, so the night after Ashley got to meet Andy, uh, Ashley and I went and saw the country duo Maddie and Tay. And if you're not familiar, they are part of the Big Machine family. They're signed by a record label called Dot, D-O-T, which is under the Big Machine label group. And they're an up-and-coming duo in country music. If you follow country music at all, they just won this past week their first CMA award for Video of the Year for Girl in a Country Song, which has been a really popular song uh, over the summer and for however long it's been out. But we got to see them perform, and I thought it was really good. I thought it took me back to Taylor's country roots because, you know, they're they're very much country with their guitars and it just reminded me of a very young taylor so it was a very cool performance so then you guys uh were able to meet them afterwards am i right yeah we went 
after the show to the merchandise line, which they had a big line set up and they were selling t-shirts and CDs. And then they had a little table set up um, where Maddie and Tay could give autographs. And the line went really fast. I think they wanted to make it move really quickly. So there wasn't any photo opportunities, uh, but it was cool. I bought their CD and got it autographed and said that nice. I really liked the show and they thanked me and it was just cool to see them uh, up close and in person and to get their autograph. So even though they had the line move quickly, did you get a chance to speak to them at least longer than a second? Not really. I basically just handed them my CD, told them that I thought the show was great, and they signed it and said, thanks for coming out. You know, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Uh, and then that's about it. So it, it really was really, really fast. I wish we could have spent more time. But they were really pushing the line through quickly. Was the line pretty much everybody who was at the show? Well, Ashley and I were very close to the front, and we had to wait for a little while after the show till they could, you know, change or whatever they had to do after the show. So we waited for a little bit, and we were very close to the front of the line. And from what I could tell, the line behind us was really, really long. I couldn't see the end of it. Wow. Because the venue only holds, what, about a thousand people, maybe? Maybe even less. Yeah, it's pretty small. But it seemed like almost everybody wanted to meet them. Well, it's nice that they do that, sort of like Taylor did when she was starting out. I think being on the Big Machine label, they probably emphasize that it's important to meet people to make them fans for life, rather than just going to one show. Yeah, we were talking and we wish, you know, it would have been like back in the Taylor Swift era of Taylor, uh, when she was opening for Rascal Flats and Brad Paisley and whoever else, where she did stay and meet every single person and she took photos and talked to him for a little bit. And I understand that that, you know, took a really, really long time, but I think that really helped her build a great fan base and great relationship with fans. Oh yeah. One of Taylor's greatest quotes that I think can apply in all life situations, if you're looking for a job or anything, is she said somebody told her, if you want to sell a million albums, you need to meet a million different people. And it's true. And I think people forget that she did that back in those days. But I think it all built upon each other and just really all led up to the level that she's at now. She has the most loyal fan base because of using that strategy. Definitely. But it was fun. It was a good concert. I was glad to support them and, you know, support Big Machine Label Group because they have a lot of great artists that they have. Well, it sounds cool. I'm actually really jealous. It sounds like you guys had an awesome weekend. The rest of us were all sitting around mourning the end of tour and you were off meeting <laughs> all these cool... I was still doing that even while doing these <laughs> things and will continue to do that. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, you can fill your schedule with all sorts of stuff to try and distract from the fact that it's over, but nothing helps. Nothing. It's just not the same. No. Well, depressing notes aside, <laughs> to cheer you guys up, we have some of Taylor's older tweets for you guys. The first one is one that I'm sure that all of us today in 2015 can relate to and agree with. <laughs> On October 26th, 2009, Taylor tweeted, 15 is on Kiss FM in the car right now, celebrating celebrate it <laughs> that's what i think of when i think of 15 <laughs> just a big celebration and it's still on as a b-stage song 
even to this day. <laughs> the celebration never ends. <laughs> In case you haven't been able to tell from our previous episodes, we have been a little frustrated that Taylor always did 15 <laughs> on the B stage rather than something a little different. Frustrated in a good way. We still love 15. Yeah, it's it's a good frustration. It's nice that she goes back to these old songs, but some of us just will always be wanting to hear something different that's never been played. We're spoiled like that, I think. Exactly. <laughs> a day later, on October 27th, 2009, Taylor tweeted, There's nothing quite like singing along in the car to Lady Gaga's paparazzi while actually being chased by paparazzi. And sadly, this also has not really changed (laughs) because in one of Taylor's very recent magazine interviews, she spotted paparazzi and even her bodyguards thought, no, those aren't paparazzi. And a car followed her while she was talking on the phone to Justin Timberlake. I didn't realize that they were already following her as far back as 2009, but I guess she was already pretty big. Yeah. Our next one comes from November 7th, 2009. Saturday Night Live is tonight. Wow. Okay. Excited. Tonight. I think she was pretty excited about hosting. (laughs) It's been exactly yesterday to the day. Six years. Six years. I don't know about you guys on this one, but I can totally picture her actually saying that's sweet. I don't know. Just that's very Taylor to say something like that. Wow, okay. Excited. Tonight. (laughs) I'm still sticking with my prediction that she will host in the spring, or maybe even January or February. I hope so. She's due for an SNL episode. Well, last night, Donald Trump was on SNL, and apparently the only other time he hosted was in 2004. So that's 11 years. And I was just sitting there thinking, what if I have to wait until what, 2021 for Taylor to host SNL again? Don't ever say that. (laughs) That's absurd. (laughs) It needs to happen now. I'm pretty sure the demand for her to host again is a little bit higher than Donald Trump. (laughs) Very true. But I just, I'll never understand why it didn't happen as promotion for 1989, an album that is about New York. (laughs) Just makes no sense to me. But... Who knows? I think it will happen again sometime soon. Album six. Oh, yeah. Well, our next one is from October 28th, 2011. And Taylor tweets, Still smiling about singing Sunny Came Home with Sean Colbin in Austin. Now headed back to the Belk in Nashville for some wonderstruckness. <laughs> wonderstruckness. Love that word. I have to say, I do not remember that performance at all. I don't remember that performance, but it feels like all the photos from that meet and greet in Nashville just happened. doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Our next one is from November 3rd, 2011. Hanging out with my new roommate, Meredith. Aw, she's so tiny. Taylor has had her for four years. How's Meredith 34 years old? I feel like this picture is like the only sweet picture of Meredith that exists. (laughs) She's always angry in all the other pictures. (laughs) I remember she used to be such this sweet little kitten. I don't know what happened. I read this funny article that said cats who have gray and white fur 
tend to be more aggressive and sort of less personal. And then this same study said that cats with white fur are much calmer and like people. I feel like whoever did the study must have been studying Olivia and Meredith exclusively. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly pretty much what they say in the video that plays at the end of tour. Yeah. <laughs> well, a few days after getting Meredith on November 5th, 2011, Taylor tweeted, Our last stadium show of the tour, Houston, Texas, singing Just a Dream with Nelly was a serious lifetime highlight. Fantastic night. And of course, Taylor has since brought out Nelly for the Red Tour and 1989. And with her bringing Nelly out for the third time for 1989, that means he's the only guest who's appeared for three consecutive tours. Our next one comes from October 30th, 2012. They just told me Red sold 1.2 million albums first week. How is this real life? You are unreal. I love you so much. Thanks a million. Little did she know that oh, 1989, the explosion of album sales. <laughs> <laughs> Our next one comes from November 3rd, 2013. Taylor says, so excited to be debuting the last time with Gary Lightbody on X Factor UK tonight. It's good to be back in London. That was such a good performance. If you have not seen that, you should go watch it. They just sounded so great together on that live performance and i think the last time is just an underrated song oh i completely agree yeah was this uh the sex factor show was this it must have been after yeah it had to be or i'm not sure maybe but she performed the last last time again with gary on tour didn't she, did she not yeah and since red ended in september of 2013 it would have been before it was in the summer well was it in the summer? She was in California. Yeah, Sacramento, I think. Yeah. Oh, it was California. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they sat on the chairs or whatever. and So that makes this X Factor performance the last time that she's played the last time <laughs> in concert. That's right. <laughs> well, anyway, um, our next tweet is from November 7th, 2013. And Taylor tweets, tonight was my favorite CMAs ever. And I'm thinking about you all tonight. So many beautiful memories this year. And that was the last time she attended the CMAs when they presented her with the Pinnacle Award. Thanks to the Pinnacle Award. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, this year on the CMAs, when they talked about little Jimmy Dickens, they had a little montage video for him and they actually showed Taylor in this video and it made me wish the CMAs were like it used to be because they did not really impress me that much this year. There's just something very, very lacking when Taylor is not there. And I know I'm biased, but I'm I'm sure other people <laughs> see this too. It's just not the same. Oh, I absolutely agree. Mm -hmm. Nothing is the same when Taylor's not there. I know I commented on this last year and I thought the same thing again this year, how since she's left, they've been so in need of anything they can do to try and get ratings and to make up for the ratings that they lost from all of her fans that they're bringing in pop artists. I know last year they brought in Megan Trainer and some others. This year it was Justin Timberlake. 
because they need something to try and draw in the mainstream viewers because all these millions of people that probably tuned in just to see Taylor don't need to watch now. Yeah, I didn't feel the need to watch. I really just had nothing else to do, so I turned it on. And I was just so disappointed. It's just not good. It was just the thing that struck me about it was that the general public seems to be fine with these people appearing on the CMAs, but when Taylor was still there, all the people kept saying was how she's pop, not country, even though that wasn't entirely true. Funny how the tables have turned. That's completely true. Justin Timberlake's performance has received widespread acclaim. It was all over the news, just everywhere. Whereas anytime Taylor was on there, people just complained and complained. I don't understand. Also, for our older tweets, I wanted to point out that the reason why there are no tweets from 2014 is because when I tried to search for some from this week, literally... Every single result was her tweets from Tate lurking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I know there must have been other tweets in there, but I honestly couldn't find them. It was all just hundreds and hundreds of her posting pictures of fans. Oh, that's funny. There were so many of those. <laughs> that was a good week this time last year. That was a good week. Did any of you guys or anybody you know get Tate lurked? We tried. I think people we know did, but... I'm sure hopefully a lot of you who listen to SwiftCast got tailored. If you did, let us know. Well, now let's move on to keeping up with Swift. There's a ton of news to catch up on since we didn't have an episode last week. And the first item is that Wildest Dreams is the fifth single from 1989 to reach number one. Well, I hope that she has a sixth single also reach number one. And interestingly, I just saw a tweet from a DJ in Australia who's very well known. His name's Smallsy. And as we all know, Taylor's taking the 1989 World Tour to Australia at the end of this month and into December. And apparently he's been playing out of the woods a lot on his station in Australia. And somebody tweeted him and said, Smallsy, are you trying to give us a hint that out of the woods is going to be the next single? And he replied with this winky face. So he's a big radio DJ. I feel like he's in the know. And my gut was that New Romantics would be the next single. But now I'm wondering if maybe Out of the Woods will be. Taylor posted a video of her doing an acoustic performance of Out of the Woods, which we're going to talk about later in the main discussion. But so now I'm wondering, could you see Out of the Woods as being the last single with a tour video? I don't really think she's going to release a seventh single. I feel like the next one will be the last. Yeah, I mean, now I probably wouldn't have pegged it as a likely option. But now that I think about it, I definitely can see it being the tour video, which kind of is a little disappointing because I feel like it could have had its own really good music video with a story. It really could have. But I would be excited to have Out of the Woods as a single because... Like Wildest Dreams, I feel like it's just very different from everything else. Yeah, I agree. I never thought she'd release it as a single because she had released it as um, one of those iTunes pre-singles almost for 1989, if you guys remember that. So anyway, I never thought she actually would, but I could totally see it as a tour video as well. I think it'd make a great tour video. And I think, honestly, it would do very well in pop radio. Yeah, I always thought it would 
that this would actually become a single because before we found out Wildest Dreams was going to be her next single, I actually thought it was going to be Out of the Woods. Well, I agree with all of you that I think Out of the Woods would make a great single and it's such a great song and I think it would do really well as a single. I have to disagree in that I don't think it would make a good tour video. No? No, why do you say that? I'm just picturing like, you know, scenes from, say, Welcome to New York or Bad Blood or I Knew You Were Trouble with the backdrop of Out of the Woods. It just doesn't seem to fit for me. That's true. I know it's tough because, for example, for the Red Tour, Red was the song for the tour video. And I felt like it's just, that's the type of song that, you know, you could put all those different visuals in from different songs. And I know it's hard to explain, but I feel like Out of the Woods is such an epic, such a great song that putting other songs' visuals to it doesn't fit. Because Out of the Woods is really a story. It's one of the songs on the album that really most resembles a story. So I, I see what you mean. It deserves to have an actual video. Maybe I'll be completely wrong and Out of the Woods will be the sixth single and then she'll throw us all for a loop and release a seventh New Romantics with a tour video. Mm-hmm. I also could see it going in a tour video where it's less of clips from each performance and more of sort of the live performance of the song as a video with clips of the audience mixed in with that. Well, what about the, I guess, the, the second choice, I guess, the one that we probably don't want to admit, it possibly being too late in tour to release a tour video and that might never come to fruition? I've been thinking about that ever since the tour ended and I've been in this huge depression <laughs> Taylor Swift post-tour depression. Because <laughs> we have had one for every era, right? We have. But maybe she's too big for a tour video. Maybe it's too late. Maybe, I don't know. I really thought she would announce this in time for the holidays. And now I just am worried it's not even going to happen. The tour video or the DVD? Oh, both. Don't even get me started on the DVD. <laughs> like, <laughs> Here's my optimistic side thinking maybe we won't get a tour video because we will get a full DVD. What if you get a tour video promoting the tour DVD? I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the best of both worlds. Because on Speak Now, even though there was a DVD, there was also a separate tour video of Sparks Fly. Right. Correct. I care more about the DVD than a tour video. Same. Definitely. Me too. I kind of feel like they're waiting for all these shows to be over in December because on the Red Tour, it was all stretched out. The U.S. tour ended in September, and then there were the U.K. shows in February, and then there were the Asian shows in June. So it really was a long time until it was officially over. But maybe since this is wrapping up in just a few weeks, they're holding everything until it's officially over. Well, and I said a few episodes ago that I was hoping maybe Taylor would perform at the Super Bowl. If she did perform at the Super Bowl, it would be good promotion to tie those two things together. I hope Taylor never performs at the Super Bowl. Well, I don't, I've been hearing that Maroon 5 maybe is going to be the one performing, but there was a lot of talk that she was in the mix. So I don't know what will happen. I've also heard that they want 
Bruno Mars to come back. So I think there's a lot of rumors out there. Yeah. Nate, why wouldn't you want her to perform? Oh, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I love to see Taylor perform. But every artist that performs at the Super Bowl gets eaten alive. It's bad. That's very true. They do. I, I would, oh. I hope she just, like, never plays it. I hope she's too big for the Super Bowl. Let me put it that way. I didn't think people were bad towards Bruno Mars, though. I feel like I mostly read positive things about him. But think of, like, every female pop star that has graced the Super Bowl in the past, like, ten years. Yeah. Literally every year there's something. You're right. It's definitely a gender thing. It's just like, hey. Well, the reason why I also think they could just be holding everything for a few weeks until it's all officially over is because we haven't even gotten any sort of vlog or video of any kind just summarizing the tour. Like, right mm -hmm. after the Red U.S. shows ended, remember, there was that short little video that came out that was like a recap of some of the special guests and mm -hmm. whatever. We got to see the huddle. Yeah. I just feel like there's a lot we haven't gotten yet and that hopefully they're saving it all for December. True. I hope you're right. Which that would still explain the all the YouTube copyright notices, so I'm on to you, Taylor. <laughs> well, to recap the second to last show of the nineteen eighty nine world tour, it was in Miami, right at the end of October, and there were two special guests. The first one was Pitbull, and they sang Give Me Everything. And the second guest was Ricky Martin, and they sang Live in La Vida Loca. And also, Dwayne Wade, who is a basketball player for the Miami Heat, came on stage and presented Taylor with a number 13 Miami Heat jersey with her name on the back. I think all of those guests were really unexpected in Miami. It was so funny how Taylor introduced Ricky Martin. She said she bought this album. Maybe she said it was one of the first albums she ever bought. I can't remember. But Ricky had some really nice things to say about Taylor after the performance. He said how amazing she is, and she's just an incredible human being. He just seemed absolutely thrilled to have had that opportunity. Do you guys think that throughout the tour, as Taylor has had you know more special guests than any other tour, that amongst other celebrities... All these celebrities were sitting, nervously waiting to see if they would get a call from Taylor. I think so, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, Taylor is the celebrity of celebrities. I feel like she is. Mm -hmm. If you're a celebrity who's, you know, not at Taylor's level, you can't buy or create the level of exposure that you would get from being on stage with her. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I feel like all the celebrities are probably sitting waiting for their phone call the way people were sitting <laughs> hoping for an invite to the secret sessions. You know, it's funny because every day on stage that she brings out a special guest, she goes, and this artist did it out of the kindness of their heart absolutely for free. And every time I'm like, of course they did it for free. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why why wouldn't you do it? You'd have to be crazy to say no to really anything Taylor asked you to collaborate on. So the final U.S. show took place in Tampa, Florida, which we all got to attend. Woo! And that was on Halloween night, and we will talk more about it later in our main discussion. Stay tuned. It was awesome. <laughs> so our next bit of news, Taylor is nominated for four People's Choice Awards. She's nominated for Favorite Pop Artist, Favorite Female Artist, Favorite Song for Bad Blood, and also Favorite Social Media Celebrity. I can't believe the PCA is already coming up again. 
Yep, and you can vote for those online. Favorite social media celebrity. Is that a new category? They created it just for her. Probably, honestly. <laughs> well, the next piece of news is that Taylor recently won Best Music Video for Bad Blood at the NRJ Music Awards in France. Cool. Well, now that Taylor has wrapped up the United States leg of the 1989 World Tour, she is already in Singapore, and she had two nights in Singapore. During the first night, she sang You Belong With Me as the secret song, and then she actually brought back This Love on the set list. And then on the second night, she did not sing This Love, but she brought back You Are In Love and sang that as the secret song instead of You Belong With Me and 15. So that was an interesting switch up. The other thing that happened on the second night is she was wearing an ankle brace on her left foot and she had a 13 written on it. So I'm not quite sure what happened. I read that something might have happened during the first night during Shake It Off, but I haven't actually seen any videos or anything. So I don't know. Hopefully it's just sort of bothering her and isn't that bad, but she was still wandering around in all these really high heels, so mm -hmm. wow. It could just be something really simple, to be honest. I mean, obviously she wears high heels everywhere. She could have just done something simple and, like, rolled her ankle or something. Yeah. Hopefully it's not another cat-related injury or knife-related injury. <laughs> <laughs> she has been really injured during this era. Oh, the 13 was a nice touch, as always. Well, that's all we have for the news, and on the upcoming calendar, there are a couple of things. There are three upcoming shows in China. They are in Shanghai on November 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Mercedes-Benz Arena. Then she will be back to the United States for the American Music Awards, which are on November 22nd, and those are on ABC. And then finally, the Grammy nominations is done on a little TV show on CBS, and those will be announced on December 7th. Taylor doesn't win every single Grammy at the Grammys this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be very upset. They really should just cancel the show and just give her all the awards, and that's it. Just give her all of them. <laughs> so now we're going to be talking about my favorite segment, possibly Adam's favorite segment as well. The fashion segment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have some good ones this week, actually. Our first one is where Taylor is leaving the Little Red Door restaurant in L.A. on November 2nd. She wore a David Coma macrame sleeve caddy mini dress, which is $1,815. Christian Louis Vuitton Nicobar black suede heels which are $995, Christian Louis Vuitton Rugasemi small clutch, which is $1,095 in leather, and then a Burberry Sandraham mid-length heritage trench coat, which is $1,795. And there's also the same option in a long heritage trench coat, which is $1,895. Um, I just added all those up, and she was wearing, like, over $7,000 worth of stuff. <laughs> it's an expensive outfit. Yeah, pushing eight. That's crazy. Well, uh, our next one wasn't quite as expensive. 
November 4th, 2015, she was seen arriving at LAX airport in LA. Um, and Taylor was wearing an Ann Taylor Carly leather boot, which was $198. She was wearing an Elizabeth and James Charlie satchel, which was $645. She wore a Brandy Melville Byra corduroy skirt in burgundy, which is unfortunately sold out. And finally, she topped it off with a design history cashmere cable knit sweater, which was $68 and unfortunately is also sold out. And finally, our last piece of fashion is at the meet and greet at the recent show in Singapore on November 7th. Taylor wore an aqua brand plaid mock neck dress, which is $88. So that's all we have for fashion this week. Um, as always, a big thank you to TaySwiftStyle.com for supplying us with all of our fashion information. And now we're going to be moving into our main discussion for the week. So, big news. Um, I know we've already said it, but we're very happy. I personally was very happy to be in Tampa with all of my favorite Swiftcasters for the final show of the 1989 tour. Um, it was awesome. We all had B-Stage Pit, which we bought forever ago. Got super lucky. We were all right up front on the catwalk. It was an amazing night. Before I get too carried away, do you guys have anything? <laughs> <laughs> It was really awesome. I've ever since the Fearless tour, I've made an attempt to go to every last show of Taylor's tours. Mm -hmm. I have failed during the Speak Now tour, and I also failed during the Fearless tour only because Taylor added a date at the last minute. But it's always very important to me to be able to see the last show. I think it's just a really great moment for Taylor, even though she was taking the tour worldwide after this it still is just good and i knew she would have some good surprises for us and of course she did not disappoint i just wanted to mention it was my first time in b stage pit and i just had to tell this little story of how crazy it is i don't know if any of you guys have ever witnessed this any of the listeners if you've ever been in either front pit or b stage pit but we had been waiting outside for a long time thanks uh, to nate for getting there early and saving us our spot in line I was there at 10 a.m., and the earliest kid who was there, he was there at 4 a.m. He was first in line for front pit. I'm like, wow. <laughs> 10 was the earliest I'd ever lined up for pit, and I was still uh, got beat out. I was like 10th in line somewhere around there. I'm like, oh. I sure hope he made it all the way up front, being there at 4 a.m. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a crazy run. <laughs> but yeah, so we were able to get through the metal detectors right away, and... Once we got our bracelets, it was just the most insane swarm of people just running <laughs> through the tunnels out onto the football field stadium, up all the rows, cutting across all the chairs and all the different sections to get to their various pits, whether you were B stage or front. And it was just a madhouse. It was insane. <laughs> that was one of the more insane pit runs that I've done before. Yeah, I've done a few, like Nate. And I don't know if it was because it was a stadium that it was more mm -hmm. crazy than usual. <laughs> I think it was because because they like pre-checked everyone. So everyone was just basically through the door as soon as they opened it. So it was just like, it's, it was like they're trying to quell some of the crazy crowd, but it just ended up backfiring and everyone just ended up running at the same time. <laughs> they took us through security and then made us wait another 10 minutes before they would actually let us through. So people were feeling very anxious. 
And they told us that we had to walk and that if we ran, we would be pulled aside. But sure enough, as soon as the doors actually opened, it was a madhouse. And I was leaping over people's shoes that had <laughs> fallen off. It was utter pandemonium. Pieces of their costume on the ground. <laughs> there were foxtails littering the ground. It was a mess, but it worked out. I just really want to know if somebody honestly went the entire show with one shoe on. I would have. If that was me, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, like well, maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we got in a couple different places uh, on the rail right on in the front. And I guess to get it started, we saw Sean and he was good as always. And then kind of our first surprise of the night came when Vance Joy took the stage and he was dressed as a pirate. Which I did not notice at first. You didn't? I was so caught up in the music and then he told us that he was dressed up as a pirate and then I was was like, oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Because I was so just like struck. I was watching Vance, he was playing, you know, his new music and then he was just like, well, I don't normally dress like this, but... I'm dressed as a pirate. I'm like, Vance! Oh my god. And then his drummer was dressed as a banana. <laughs> and his guitarist was dressed as a, a jailer. Uh, I can't remember who the other guy Oh, he was like a woodland creature. I'm like, oh my god. And then it dawned on me it was Halloween. <laughs> it was just the craziest weekend. <laughs> Vance's banana drummer honestly stole the show. He did. He actually was hilarious. The camera kept panning to him too, so so on the big screen you just see this like this guy in a banana suit and his faces were just hilarious as he's just like slamming away on these drums. Vance's selection was very smart though, because we were at the field where the Buccaneers play, and so Vance decided to be a pirate. So Buccaneer fans probably were pretty happy with that. <laughs> it was very fitting. Well then when Taylor came out it was just crazy. The whole place was sold out as you can imagine and the crowd was just so passionate they knew it was the last show it was halloween taylor just did awesome like usual and taylor knew it was this awesome like super crowd of swifties because a lot of swifties had ended up traveling to be at this show obviously for this last show and she she recognized it i think she called this a super crowd yeah i don't know if she does this at every show i think she does but she says Something along the lines of, I'm sure there are a lot of people from Florida or Tampa here, and then people cheer. And then she says, and I'm sure there are some other people who have traveled long distances to get here, and then people cheer. And I feel like the cheer for the people from out of town was way louder than the cheer from the Florida people. Oh, yeah, it was. Mm. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. And I read that there were so many fans and people that came in from all over the world that they brought in collectively $10 million in just tourism and hotels and all sorts of things to Tampa. Wow. For one night, $10 million to the city. That's a lot of money. I don't think in my entire life I'll ever make $10 million. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think Taylor recognized that So many people were excited about this being the last show, and she had some great surprises for us. So the first guest that she brought out was Alicia Cara, and they sang her 
new hit here that you guys may have heard on the radio. So anyway, yeah, she brought her out and she did a great job. Taylor was very into it too. She took over some of the rapping. Rapping? I don't really rap. Hopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's somewhat like a rap song. Yeah, it's kind of like a rap song. Yeah, hip hop, I guess. Hip hop would be a better way. Anyway, but yeah, she's been very big on the radio lately. So, so that was an interesting surprise. Yeah, actually, I had never heard of this song before last weekend. And now I keep hearing it on the radio. It's very much like the weekend song, I Can't Feel My Face. When I was at MetLife, I never heard the song. And then it just blew up after the weekend performed at Taylor's show. Yeah, I had no idea who The Weeknd even was, or how he spelled Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. So I think this song is about to blow up, for sure. Yeah, I actually heard um, an interview with her, with Alicia Cara, on the radio, my local radio station. And I believe she's from Canada, and I've actually heard that song multiple times. I've been hearing it for the past few weeks. And as I was listening to this interview, just a thought popped into my head just saying, you know, I could possibly see her be a guest on, you know, one of Taylor's shows for the tour. And sure enough. Wow. That's a good prediction. I never would have guessed this surprise at all. Well, she did tweet about her at least once. She tweeted about her EP a couple of months ago and I don't remember if she was on that playlist that Taylor posted also, but I know that she's basically hinted at her before. But as much as this was a surprise, I don't think any of us were prepared for what was coming afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously everybody was anticipating very anxiously who the guest was going to be. And earlier in the day, there had been an incorrect rumor circulating that it was going to be Adele someone spread the rumor that they heard a sound check of Adele and Taylor. And I was pretty sure that wasn't true. But when we went to the Taylor Nation booth, Taylor Nation was telling everybody, it's not Adele. (laughs) Don't believe the rumors. It's not Adele. And so I asked if they could give any hints of who it was. And they said the only thing they could say was that it was very inspirational and emotional. And I had no idea what to think about that. But it definitely was. Well, and even before you get to that, there was a surprise before this guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Taylor sort of teased the surprise guest by wearing a specific costume during style. What happened was first her dancers come out and they're all dressed like reindeer. And I just remember going through the typical Taylor show set up and I'm just standing there thinking, oh, next is style. They're going to come out in their suits and they're going to be rolling around on their shoes. And then I look up and I see all these reindeer. And I just (laughs) was like, what? What's going on? And even when you're at the B stage, it's still kind of hard to see. So I don't think I realized right away that they were the reindeer from Frozen. I just knew they were reindeer. And then out pops Taylor in her Olaf costume. And that was when I realized, oh, This is a Frozen theme, but I still didn't quite put everything together. Did any of you? No. I never pick up on her her hints like that. They're just like so perfectly subtle that you just think, oh, it's Halloween. Cool. She must like Frozen. She loves Olaf. Yeah, I knew that she liked Frozen because when I was lucky enough to go to the live stream in her apartment, she has a copy of Frozen 
displayed pretty prominently under her TV. So I thought, it's Halloween, she loves Frozen, we're close to Disney, this makes a lot of sense. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And she was just adorable in her Olaf costume. And because we were on the B stage, I could see that she had a dress, her usual style dress on underneath the costume because it was poking out underneath. I didn't know really what to make of that. I figured maybe a guest would be next, but I had no idea what was actually coming. Yeah, I was actually standing towards the back of B stage and I actually don't remember what I was doing. I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on on stage. Because right behind us uh, was like the VIP pit area. And uh, Andrea was actually walking through. By the way, she was dressed up as Cruella DeVille for her costume. (laughs) With a real live Dalmatian. Yes, and with a live Dalmatian. I didn't see the Dalmatian, but I did see her dressed as Cruella DeVille. And Scott Swift was dressed as Superman. Wait, I didn't know she had a real Dalmatian. I thought she had her Great Dane with her. Did she also have a Dalmatian? I thought it was a Dalmatian. I thought I saw a picture where it was white with like black spots. Well, her her Great Dane is black and white, but it's not a Dalmatian. Oh, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Oh. Is it a mix or is it a purebred Great Dane? No, I'm pretty sure her dog's a purebred Great Dane. Okay. Hmm. But I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe she also had a Dalmatian. But yeah, Andrew was talking to a couple of the fans that she had brought in to the VIP pit area. And I see her, you know, like talking to them. And she's like, all of a sudden she points and she kind of, you know, turns around, walks away. And I turn around. I'm like, what is she pointing at? And then there's Taylor popping up out of the floor dressed as Olaf. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love it. <laughs> like, I don't think I, that's not a costume I would have expected. I expected her to pop up in a costume at the end and shake it off. I did not expect it for style. And it was just the funniest thing seeing her strut the runway in that outfit. (laughs) It seriously was. I got some good pictures of that. So confidently. Olaf and high heels. What a combination. (laughs) So the moment we're all building to, if you guys haven't heard yet, (laughs) is that after style, Taylor brought out Adina Menzel to sing let it go she's kind of like popped out of the floor it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah and she actually was wearing an elsa outfit mm. they looked perfect together i just can't even remember what i was thinking i probably was thinking is this even real what is happening right now <laughs> then taylor threw off her olaf costume and slammed the head on the ground pretty violently which is funny <laughs> and Adina took off her Elsa costume and had this black outfit on underneath, and they just walked the whole way up the runway. So they were just right there on the B stage. It was crazy. I think this is something no one expected. Absolutely. Taylor just always has a way of surprising us. We always try and guess everything that she's going to do and just never, she always just ends up exceeding everything that we expect. And honestly, I feel like how many times has Adina Menzel even performed that song? Not very many. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, I couldn't see um, from where I was, but I wanted to ask, did you guys notice if any of the rest of her band or uh, backup singers were dressed up as well? During that part, I don't know. But I noticed at the end that Paul Sedoti was dressed up like Kiss or somebody, I think. Gene Simmons? 
Yeah, he's a big Kiss fan, but I don't think he had the full makeup on or anything. They were all wearing something. A lot of the dancers were wearing masks of some kind. Mm-hmm. I think Amos was Amos the Flash. I can't remember. Oh yeah, Amos might have been the Flash. I took pictures of all these guys. I don't know. Everyone had pretty good costumes on though. At the very end of the night, the dancers all wore things. I saw somebody had a Yoshi mask on, and there was a Spider Man. Yes, Spider-Man. I think there might have been a Mario. Somebody had like a smiley face emoji. (laughs) (laughs) But Taylor didn't do anything for Shake It Off. And she wore the blue outfit. She did. Which I was very excited about. Really, the whole night was just fantastic. The only thing that would have made it better is if she would have done this love and all you had to do was stay. But Yeah, I was really hoping she was going to do the full set list, but... Really, overall, the night was, as you said, it was fantastic. It was awesome. You forgot to mention the best part, guys. Which was that? Our secret song. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. So, duh. So Taylor gets up there, and she's like, you know, it's the best year of my life that a lot of people can relate to, and uh, I just really want to sing for you guys 22. And I'm like, yes, because I haven't heard 22 in forever. And then, yeah, it ended up being 15, so. <laughs> but she didn't actually say No, she didn't actually say that. That was just making lame, but. No, you're right. I mean, she did say this has been the best year of her life. So I think, like Nate said, people were thinking maybe she would do 22 or something different. And as she was walking to the B stage, everybody was chanting long live. Just chanting it. She had to have heard it. Oh, yeah. But then after that little preface, she then said, a year when I really think I learned a lot is when I was 15. So I'm going to sing that. (laughs) Everyone was cheering Long Live and then uh, it kind of like died down. And then right before basically the lift started going and it, not that it was quiet, but everyone kind of like stopped chanting. And then I'm like, Taylor, play Long Live! (laughs) She had to have heard. I'm like, there's no way. I did not hear you say that, Nate. Oh, you didn't? No. I was not really oh, close to you. but I... Oh, I really shouted that, too. <laughs> wow. Well, it's a little disappointing, but it's Taylor's show. She can do whatever she wants. So mm-hmm. that's all there is to it. Yeah. And 15 is a really inspirational song. I just think that Taylor's fan base is growing up and really people aren't 15 anymore. So she should... Go with something else, but it's all right. We forgive her. At least she did You Are In Love for Singapore. (laughs) I think when we look back on it down the road, we won't remember or care that she sang 15. We'll all just remember that we got to see Taylor and Idina Menzel sing Let It Go, which is awesome. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That was definitely the highlight of the night. And really, in 10 years, we'll probably all be wishing she would sing 15. (laughs) (laughs) who knows and then it was all over and then it was really sad it was very sad yeah it's been depressing but i'm glad that we have the international dates to follow up with and see what things taylor does for those dates the other cool thing that happened while we were gone is that taylor released a very special video on the one-year anniversary of releasing 1989. She actually released a video of her singing Out of the Woods on the piano. This is when she was at the Grammy Museum 
and did a special performance there that we heard about, but we were worried we would never get to see anything from it ever. And then she just released this video and it is amazing. If you have not watched it, just go watch it right now. I thought that Out of the Woods was the kind of song she could not improve based on the live performance of it on tour because the way she rearranges that song is just so amazing to see it live. And then she goes and puts out this piano version of it. Which really, yeah, like you, I was blown away by. I always like when she does a really like stripped down either acoustic or piano version of some of her best songs and really out of the woods. I never thought that it could go so well hand in hand with the piano. So it was awesome. It's one of those videos where if you have an annoying friend or acquaintance or maybe even a non-friend who constantly tells you Taylor Swift can't sing, this is one of those videos where you say, watch this and get back to me or just never <laughs> talk to me again. <laughs> Goodbye. Either one is fine. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, her vocals are so good in this video. I like how she changed up the chorus a little bit instead of repeating are we out of the woods four times which i believe is done in the regular song she cuts the second one out so it's a little bit different and it sounds cool mm -hmm. it does yeah it really works perfectly on the piano with the way she rearranged it one thing that really struck me with this is at the end i saw her walk over and pick up her guitar and all i could think was i want to know what song she was doing next and i want to see it and hear it but who knows if we ever will. People who got to see that whole performance are very lucky. All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for you for our episode today. Um, just some reminders for you. Please press the subscribe button on iTunes, and it'll download the latest episode for you automatically. If you guys would like to contact us, submit for any of our mini segments, talk about anything that we have talked about on the show, just shoot us an email to say, hey, you can find us at the following places. You can contact us on Twitter, at SwiftCast13. You can find us on Tumblr, swiftcast13.tumblr.com. Find us on Instagram, instagram.com slash theswiftcast13. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash theswiftcast. Uh, you can email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. Or you can find all of these also on our website, swiftcast13.com. And just a friendly reminder for you guys, iTunes only shows our last 100 episodes. So if you guys want to listen to any of our older ones, just make sure you go to swiftcast13.com and you can find all of them there. So what do you guys think next week Taylor will do? I think next week, well, Taylor will be in China. I think she will post some kind of picture or video on social media of those waving cats that she did way back in the day when she was vlogging with Grant. <laughs> <laughs> those things are cool. Did you say you had one of those? No, I don't have one, but I think I might have sent you guys uh, when I was on vacation. I saw one in a store and I took a picture of it. Oh, that's what it was. Hmm. Well, I don't know what she's going to do this week, but I've been noticing that Taylor's hair seems to be getting longer. So in the very far future, I'm going to say I think Taylor's growing her hair long again. It seems like she's just not cutting it that short anymore. Yeah, this will be the end of the 1989 era, really, in about a month here. So maybe with the new era comes a new haircut. Yeah, it gives me some hope that maybe she won't do a very long, long break. Because 
I just have been noticing recently, it just seems longer. And we've been saying for months that we think she's going to maybe make her hair dark or do something different. So it will be fun to see what happens. I have such a hard time now even picturing her without short hair. I love the short hair. But it just seems like she's growing it again. Maybe she'll do a mid-length this time. Well, I think within the next week, we're going to have some more information about the next single. That's what I think. And that it will be out of the woods. And that we get it to her TV. (laughs) (laughs) That works for me. Yes, please. I sure hope so. This is probably the most talked about thing on all of our episodes is that tour DVD, by the way. <laughs> yeah, people are probably annoyed with us, but we really want it. I'm just super excited. Taylor, we want tour DVD. <laughs> <laughs> we're so bummed we didn't get one for Red. So we're just so determined that we need one for this tour. It's coming. I'm going to stay hopeful. Well, I think that Taylor might tell us about her ankle-related injury. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I'm curious. People have got to be asking her on Tumblr, and maybe she'll respond. So that's all we have for you guys today. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. And for episode 130 of SwiftCast, this has been Nate. Ashley. Steph. Adam. And Ashley. Alrighty, see you next week, guys. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.